Right. If you'd like a voice that's easy, expressive and human, if you want to deliver your words in a way that really makes your listener feel something, you know, and if you want a clearer voice during hay fever season, cold and flu season and even... Yikes, I've sung too loud at a Bon Jovi concert season. (laughs) Then join me for Mouth to Mic. It's my new online voice training programme that comes with its own private community of voice gigs, just like you. For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. This is the Voice Coach Podcast for all the tips and tricks on getting the most out of your speaking voice. I'm Nick Redman and I'll be sharing everything you need to know to keep your voice healthy, sounding great and working the way it should. If you're an actor, voiceover, speaker, presenter or podcaster, you're in the right place. Hopefully it'll be a wee bit of crack too. Let's get started. Hi there, fancy meeting you here. Thanks for coming back. We're returning to the sort of step-by-step voice training process vibes now. After all the uh, first birthday crack episodes and the Valentine's Day crack and the Christmas episodes crack. So from here on in, we're picking up from where we left off at episode 48, which was part of the articulation section of this podcast. So we've worked through the body, the breath, the resonance and making the voice. And now we're thinking about sound shaping. And we did all that work on exploring the articulators and understanding it. And now we're going to think a little bit about articulation with the words themselves when we're working with text and what we're trying to communicate. So if you're new to the podcast, hi, how are you? Nice to have you here. Uh, But you might want to head back and binge the articulation episodes just to get you up to speed. Anyway, in this episode... I'd like to chat briefly about the difference between consonants and vowels and what they mean for us in speech. So today we're going to go back to basics and we're going to just relearn or learn for the first time, maybe, what vowels and consonants are and sort of how they're made, I suppose. Now, vowels are unobstructed sounds, i.e. the vibrations get made at the vocal full level, they throw up through the vocal tract They're shaped by the articulators, mostly the tongue and the lips for vowels, but nothing actually gets in the way of them. Nothing obstructs the airflow. Written vowels that we recognise from words are, well, A, E, I, O and U. But from a speech sound perspective, there are way more spoken vowels that are made up by these five recognisable letters from the alphabet. And the number of vowels you use in your day-to-day speech will be really dependent on the language you speak and the accent that you have. So the sound inventory or the collection of vowels that you have in your accent will be very different to mine, for example, being a Northern Irish person, unless you happen to also be from the very same place that I'm from (laughs) in Northern Ireland and accidentally happen to have a mother from Lancashire and be married to a Bradford man and live on the Cumbrian Northumberland Scottish borders with all those influences on my sound. Anyway, the point is, vowels are unobstructed and there are lots of them and lots of potential with vowel sounds when we're speaking. Now, then we get to consonants, which, in contrast to vowels, are made by an obstruction in the path of those vibrations. So we get two of the articulators, and if you need a recap on those, head back to episode 33, where I play tour guide around your oral space. <laughs> Jump on board. Uh, but for consonants, two of the articulators either come together completely and touch or almost touch, creating friction. 
Now, the two most recognisable words bandied around out there for describing consonants tend to be plosive and fricative. Plosive is one that we hear a lot of uh, when we speak on microphones because everyone hates them. And we'll get into that in an episode a little bit later on in the year. But a plosive is when two articulators come together and the speech sound that we recognise is created when they are well, blown open again or exploded, if you will, plosive. For example, sounds like p, b, t, d, k, g. And fricatives are made when two articulators get really close and we sort of get friction and that's how the sound is made. For example, f, v, s, z, v, z, sh, sh. All examples of some fricatives. Now, there's loads of other words to describe and categorise consonants, but we don't really need to know that just now. So I'll leave it for another episode. Anyway, the reason I wanted to just quickly recap vowels and consonants is that if you know a bit about their quality, how they're made, you can really exploit their energy and different acoustic qualities for your advantage. And that's what the next few episodes are going to be about using the actual sounds in the words that we have to speak for things like more volume or projection, more clarity, more emotional connection and more expression. Because sometimes it's really hard to make dull information sound interesting. Or sometimes if you're working on communicating something that is exciting to you but might be a little bit more boring to other people, you might want to use the sounds to kind of keep them engaged a little bit. So the first thing I want you to mull over is an idea that comes up a lot in text work. And forgive me, I honestly can't remember who I first heard this from, though I know Barbara Houseman talks about it in Finding Your Voice. But it's the idea that in speech, the vowels, these open, unobstructed sounds, are what gives us the emotion in what we're saying. And the consonants, the obstructed, shaped sounds, are what give us the understanding and the clarity of the thought. Heisman describes these vowels as river of feelings running through the centre of our speech, which I love. And then she continues to say that the consonants contain and shape the river of sound and feeling. How nice is that? It just reminds us that speech is fluid and moving and full of energy and sort of alive, you know. Anyway, it's a really interesting idea to play with. The idea that the Vowels are where the emotion sits and the consonants are where the clarity and the understanding sit. It might come across as sort of quite obvious to actually if you think about it. Because like what sounds do you make when you have those really kind of reactive emotional states? Like when you're excited, when you're cooing at a baby, when you're intrigued, when you're frustrated, You know, it's all those non-formed, completely raw emotional sounds that are all vowels, really. And what sounds are we making when we're born into the world? It's mad, open vowels full of emotion. And then we learn how to use our articulators from our caregivers and we sort of start to organise those emotional vowels into words that get us what we want, i.e. snacks, (laughs) if you're my son. Now, as communicators... Ultimately, what we want is a decent balance of the vowels and the consonants. Like too much open vowel and not enough consonants and no one's going to be able to understand what you want to say. They might know how you feel about it, but they won't understand the message. 
but similarly, too much in the consonants and not enough in the vowels. And you're going to sound, well, probably like you're not really arsed about the message you're trying to get over, like there's no emotional connection there. Which, to be honest, is a lot of the time where we end up when we're speaking on microphones or we're doing public speaking in front of people, because there's so much focus on people understanding what you're saying. And often we overdo the shaping of the sounds and the articulation to make sure that people really understand. And then it sounds weird and robotic and horrible. So what we want is a nice balance between the vowels and the consonants. And maybe at some points more vowels than consonants and vice versa, you know, depending on the emotion of the uh, thing that you have to say. So I'd like you to think about this next time you're exploring the words you've got to say. This is your little prep exercise for next week. Where do you think you put the most energy when you're talking? Are you vowel heavy or consonant heavy? (laughs) You know, is it all about vowels or is it all about consonants for you? And what does that feel like for you? How does that impact the message you've got to communicate? So if you've got to record something, maybe listen back to it if it's a podcast or a voiceover and listen to it through that auditory lens of listening specifically for the vowels and the consonants. And notice which are more dominant. And what does that sound like to you as a listener? Make a few notes. And of course, if you aren't recording anything like a podcast or something specific this week, then just get your feckin' phone out and record yourself chatting at some point and listen back to that. Do you hear more vowels? Do you hear more consonants? Do you sound balanced? And what does that mean for the emotion? Maybe that ties in with something you've thought about your speech to this point anyway. You know, maybe you're someone who thinks they don't sound like they care about what they're saying, or maybe you sound, you feel like you're speech is too careful and placed or maybe you feel like you lack clarity for some reason and you know people say they don't understand what you're saying sometimes so listen for the vowels and the consonants in how you speak and just reflect on what that might mean for what you're hearing and then next time I'm going to offer you a little game to play with your words which will help explore the balance of the vowels and consonants in your talking right Also, just a wee reminder that you can still get yourself on the waiting list for the next Ultimate Voice Getaway Retreat, which is happening in May. Just head to my website, go to Voice Coaching and then Retreats, and you can pop your name down there. I'll be opening up, booking for calls about retreat applications at some point in the next few weeks. So if you do want to hear about that, then get on the flipping list. It's going to be lovely. I've got people arriving for the February retreat next week, and I'm so excited We're going to spend two glorious days exploring our voices and releasing tension and feeling the vibrations and the breath. And then we're going to eat gorgeous food, drink some nice things in the hot tubs and generally have a lovely old time looking at the views and having some fresh country air in our lungs. What joy. What a gorgeous thing to do for your voice. So if you fancy a bit of that, get your name on the waiting list. And it could be you. I'll be off for now. Happy listening to yourself. (laughs) It may be a bit cringe if you've never done it before, but the more you do it, the more you'll get used to it. Which is what I said last week in the Valentine's Day Love Your Voice episode. (laughs) For now, that's us. See you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Voice Coach Podcast. To get the most out of your voice, come on over to our free community on Facebook, The Voice and Accent Hub. See you in there.